peace and light y'all welcome to code sheen my name is d'angelo i'm one of the original cast members of the unu podcast i'm productive and unapologetic shout out to all my brothers over there unu and their podcast y'all make sure y'all go check those out three stars two bars separate the two unprocessed knowledge and a taste to consider salute to my brothers this podcast code sheen we're going to start with the name. Kodashim is Hebrew. It means the set apart ones or saints. So what we believe over here, we believe in the word. We believe in discernment. And we believe in the truth. Not all that other extra stuff going on. We're going to get into what all that other extra stuff is in other episodes. But just know that we don't get into all that other extraness. All right. Now, before we go in any further, we got to get some stuff out the way real quick. It's a warning. It's a warning. If you dwell in your emotions, this is not going to be the place for you. If you dwell in your emotions, this is not going to be the place for you. We leave emotions to the side over here. We believe in three things. Yahuwah, Elohim, God with the big G. Yeshua, Hamashiach, transliterated to Jesus, the Messiah. And the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit. Those three things, the good book and discernment. Emotions ain't got nothing to do with any of that. All right. So when you coming over here to listen, just put those to the side. Stick them in your pocket real quick. All right. Because if what I said hits a nerve, well, maybe you should be looking in the mirror. We all need to look in the mirror sometimes. All right. It ain't nothing wrong with that. But anyways, let's get to the topic at hand. What we're going to discuss today is free will. And free will, as described by Britannica, is the power or capacity to choose amongst alternatives or to act in certain situations independently of natural, social, or divine restraint. To act in certain situations independently of natural, social, or divine restraint. Now, how does that, uh, how do we incorporate that into spirituality? To act in certain situations based on the actions we are guided by in the book. Based on the guidance we are given when Elohim is speaking to us based on what we feel through the Ruach HaKodesh, because you can feel through the spirit. All right. So what choices are you making? And do they align with the word? Free will is for everybody. And <clears throat> we, we use free will every day, all day long. What time you waking up? Do you set an alarm? You know what you're wearing today? Unless you got a uniform you got to put on. What you eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What are you saying when you pass by folks or when you're in meetings and you got to speak to people? What are you going to say? You're going to have a smile on your face? Are you going to give 
a homeless person on the street that dollar, give them a sandwich, you're going to shake somebody's hand, you're going to go out after work or on the weekend, that's all free will. Those are all the choices you have to make. Now, are those choices aligning with what you say you believe in the Bible? If you believe in the Bible, if you believe in the Ruach HaKodesh, are your choices aligning with that? Speaking for myself, past experiences, my choices weren't aligning with what I said I believed in. I lived in the world and I acted as such. My choices showed such. And the way my life turned out around that time showed as such. I was destroying myself, fornicating, drinking, lying, stealing, abusing. All things we should frown upon. Yet I was in the midst, carrying on, doing what I wanted to do, not aligning myself with what I said I believed in. I grew up in the church. Couple days a week, I'm in there, Bible study and church on Sunday, in the choir, usher, playing the drums, all kinds of things, step team. But I wasn't following the word. I was in there. I was a part of some stuff. But what was important, I wasn't grasping. What I should have been was into that word. Now, through the process and, and making those choices, those worldly free will choices, that led to a lot of destruction within myself. I nearly killed myself. I almost committed suicide. And that's that's what woke me up. Unfortunately, it took me to that point, but it woke me up. And when we when we go into the word, we're going to go here into the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 19. And it reads, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. I'm going to read that one more time. Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Are you choosing life? What does choosing life look like? What does that look like? Following what the book says. That's what that looks like. Choosing life. Because the book says we are all seeking eternal life. So this physical life is one thing. But after this physical body pass, it's something else coming. Right? Our spirit, our spirit also will be judged according to what we said, thought, and did. And if your free will choices don't align with what you say you believed in and judgment day approaches and it's coming. Where do you fall? Where do you fall? Those choices. They can be life or death. Because we, we can take one choice, right? Let, let's say we, we're walking down the road. 
and we need to go make a right to get to the store but you done made this left now how many how many lefts or rights do you got to take to get back on track now now you're lost off of one simple simple mishap and now that that one wrong turn that one wrong choice within free will has caused you to stray so far and sometimes i know with me that one simple left turn when you should have went right now you can't even see where you were supposed to be now you're so far into the wilderness you can't get out and see when, when we talk about free will he's there god's there the ruach kakadesh is there but are we listening are we hearing are we being steadfast so when we submit to free will, what does that look like spiritually? We got to build that relationship first. How many relationships do you have that are successful without effective communication? I don't have one. And if someone do, let me know. I haven't seen one. Every relationship is built on a foundation of effective communication. And your spiritual relationship is no different. You got to talk to him. Not only do you have to talk to him, but you got to listen to him. Because if all we're doing is talking, we're not hearing the other side. How can we how can we gather all the information we need to make a decision if we're not listening? Are you being are you are you holding fast in your prayer? Are you being patient and waiting for a response for an answer? Do you know what that looks like? Or are you just waiting for for the answer that you want in the time frame that you set? Ooh are you waiting on your time or on his time? Your time or his time? Because his time is always on time. And you know, we we tend to be on our own time most of the time, right? We got to learn to be patient when we're speaking to him. He's going to answer. But you've got to be open enough to receive that answer in whatever form it comes in. I can't tell you how many times I've sat next to random people, sparked up conversations. I used to be a barber. So even in the barber shops, talking to walking clients who I've never seen before. And we get into conversations about religion, spirituality. And and there's always a message. But are you receiving that message? Because is your discernment strong enough to hear that message? He's answering you. He's answering you every time. But we got to be patient to hear that answer. After we build that relationship through speaking, we've got to get into the word. We don't know what choices are the right choices if we're not in the book and reading it. It takes more than just going to church and listening to the pastor for however long he up there preaching, reading a couple verses out the Bible and then going home for the week and doing whatever it is. You want to do with your free will. 
We got to really get into this book and dive deep. That's how we gain discernment through prayer and through reading. That's how you're going to get it. And until we get to that level, it's like reading a fictional storybook, right? You're just reading just to read. But if we're not reading to understand with discernment, you're missing every message that's in there. Every time. So get into that word. Next, what we got to do, we got to stay mindful of spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare can manifest itself in the physical, right? But you cannot fight spiritual warfare in the physical. You got to be in the spirit to fight that. You've got to be one with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to fight because the book says the devil is roaming the earth like a lion seeking whom which he can devour. Where are your weaknesses? Because that's where he's going to attack you. What is your biggest weakness? Let me tell you, mine was alcohol, weed and women. Alcohol, weed and women. Every time. Every time got me in trouble. Every single time. Because that's what I was moving towards. That's what I wanted to uh, uh, self-medicate myself with. So I didn't have to deal with what was burning me on the inside. I decided to ignore that. Let me push that on these women, weed, and alcohol. Let me just further suppress the calling that was coming for me. And I told y'all where that led me. We in a better place now, though. We're not ignoring that call no more. We sit and we listen. We be patient. We watch. Always watching. Because the devil's always watching. Waiting for that opportunity. So we got to be watching. Always waiting on that opportunity. And that opportunity is to further enhance our relationship. That opportunity is to further strengthen our foundation. That opportunity is to be a blessing to somebody else. And we can't be a blessing to somebody else if we're not fixing ourselves so we can be that blessing. Let's go back to the book again. Because see, when we move to the New Testament now. It's going this is this going to be this one right here. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. We got chefs out there listening. What does salt do to your food? It enhances the flavor within that food. Who's eating bland food? Who's going to sit there and demolish a plate of bland food? Nobody. We throwing that away. We don't want that. Oh, who made that macaroni and cheese? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I don't want that. Same, same concept. Is your spiritual seasoning enough? Did you sprinkle 
enough spiritual seasoning? Huh? We got enough seasoning on there? Spiritual seasoning ain't like food. You can never have too much spiritual seasoning. You can never have too much spiritual seasoning. You hear me? Pile it on. Pile it on as much as you can handle. Pile it on. It's only for the benefit of yourself and those around you. Because the more you pile on that spiritual seasoning, that salt, the brighter that light going to be. The more you're going to shine. And the more you shine, the people around you, they're going to see that. Whether they know you or not, they're going to see that light. They might even ask, oh, you, 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 you glowing today. Oh, what is that? Oh, sprinkle some of that spiritual salt on them. Sprinkle some of that seasoning on them. Give them some. They, they, we all need it. So let them have it. We all need it. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit. Can we be on the fence with this free will thing? Can we be on the fence with this free will? Everybody, oh yeah, I, I believe, but I want to have my fun too. Okay, that's cool. Only God can judge me. All right, you only live once, man. You walk in a fine line, but you know, free will. Have it your way, BK. Let's see what the book says about this being on the fence. All right, so we one more time, we're going to go back. All right, I told y'all, we believe in the book and discernment. So if it ain't in here, if he ain't giving us the word, if we not feeling it in the spirit, come on, we, we, we got to let that go. We got to let that go. So we back into the book. Revelations chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would thou art hot or cold. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Uh-oh. 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 Let's read that one more time. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Hey, them ain't my words. Those aren't my words. I'm reading that. We don't want to be lukewarm. Are you lukewarm in your worldly relationships? Your husband, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, mom, dad, brother, sister, cousin, niece, nephew, grandma, grandpa, associates, co-workers, classmates, whatever. Are you lukewarm? Do you want somebody to be lukewarm to you? Oh, snap. Is that how you want to be treated? If not, and you say you're a believer, why, why do we treat him that way? I'm going to say we because I used to do the same thing. I was lukewarm. Matter of fact, I might have been cold too. All right. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I was probably out there being cold. Definitely lukewarm, but I might have been cold too. Not no more though. We blazing hot. We blazing hot. And that's how we have to be. Nobody wants to be lukewarm. Nobody likes that feeling. 
Because if if your boyfriend, girlfriend, your mom, dad, sister, brother was lukewarm, I bet you fall back. I bet you feel bad. Like, dang, why they treat me like that? Dang, I don't do them like that. He don't do you like that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He don't do you like that. So why do we do him like that? Huh? We got to be better. Because when, we, when we're better, we walk a little straighter. Our foundation is a little stronger. We got a bit more confidence. We can walk with a little more spiritual swag. When you're sprinkling that, that spiritual salt, that seasoning, I'm telling you it shows. But when you're lukewarm, I'm telling you, it shows. If you don't believe me, go ask somebody. Ask them how they see you. If you say you're a believer, ask them what's their perception of you and your beliefs. Not that anybody else's perceptions matter, but ask them. Just to see how other people view you and what you say you believe in. Ask. See what they say. See if you like it. And if you don't, what are you going to do about it? Are we going to keep on keeping on with the same thing? Or are we going to make changes? A lot of people be comfortable. And comfortability, it creates complacency. And when I was in the army, they used to tell us complacency kills. And I've carried that with me. Complacency kills. We can use that in a spiritual sense. Because as long as we're complacent, we are an easy open target for that lion that's seeking to devour. We are an easy target when our weaknesses are a bright red flag that you can see from a mile away. Be cognizant of that. Pay attention to how you come off. Pay attention to your choices and your free will. Because if you say you're a believer, it tells you exactly what choices you should and shouldn't be making. And as we go on, we're going to read a few of these parables. We're going to tell a few more stories, personal and otherwise. Because we we a family. And we're going to be set apart. We're going to be leaving this book. And we're going to do more than just go over sermon notes. Reading a couple verses. We have to be better. We will be better. Our spiritual life depends on it. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Peace and light, y'all. Quick shout out again to my brothers at UNU. Salute to you guys. Salute to you, J. Lou, for the instrumental y'all hear in the background. I'll see y'all next week.